everybody. This is Sarah. And this is Rob. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode 133. Welcome. How is Washington, D.C., our nation's capital? Our nation's capital is a lovely city. Is it? I hadn't really been here as an adult, and so far, so good. It's enjoyable. Lots and lots of really, really good restaurants, and... um, the weather, it's cold right now, but it's still a little bit more mild than Chicago, so um, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Good times. And the show's going well. I heard yeah. you've had some celebrity audience members. Yeah, show is going well. Um, opening night, we had uh, two of our Supreme Court justices were there. I could not tell you their names. <laughs> America, I know that hurrah. It, I know that it was not Clarence Thomas, and it was not Sandra Day O'Connor. Well, there you go. Um, so there's only 10 other choices as I understand the system. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, last night, actually, um, the 12th or yeah, the 12th Mm -hmm. on Sunday night, um, secretary of state, Hillary Rodham Clinton was in the house with her mother. She took her mother to the theater while her mom was in town. That's so exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. And you know, there's always a sense that there's somebody important there, but um, you don't. They don't tell us until afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. and we we had been told a long time ago that like if the Obamas were ever to come, we would know because there would be like yeah, uh, screening all of us and getting our social security numbers and so on. It's interesting. Our our theater is right across the street from the Verizon Center, which is like Washington, D.C.'s United Center mm-hmm. or Staples Center or whatever. So there's always like um, basketball games and hockey games and huge concerts. So it's like a regular occurrence for there to be police blockades and limos and right. huge tour buses. And so I really have gotten to the point where I don't think anything of all of a sudden there being like a road blocked off because there's sirens and limousines going by. Right. It's already starting to feel normal to me that that's how it is here. Do you pretend that the, that limo is there to get you? A lot of times. I did the night that the Michael Buble concert was across the street. Like nice. I came out of the stage door and mm-hmm. there was a Lincoln Town car there. I'm like, finally, my agent got my car <laughs> service straightened oh. out. See you guys later. My ride's Everyone here. I'm going, going to get on the Metro to get home. I'm like, peace. I'm See out. ya. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's weird having you even another hour away time zone wise. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's weird for me, too. I, my internal clock is already completely adjusted. So it's nice here in California, but I'm getting ready to go to Chicago where it will be Arctic, I'm sure. Lustery. You're going to be there for the New Year's Eve, I, I hear. I am. I'm, I'm actually going on Christmas and uh, hopefully I will not freeze to death or be buried in a snowbank like they are in Minneapolis right now. Yeah, well, yeah. and you heard that the, the the roof of the Skyline stage at Navy Pier flew off. No, what? I did yeah. not hear that. I heard, you know heard that, about like, the Metrodome in Minneapolis. You know, there's, that, there's that, well, and there's like that white dome that's yeah. right behind the Ferris wheel at, at uh, Navy Pier. It yeah. blew off. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. Where did it land? I would like I, to think the whole thing blew off in one piece. Yeah, and just like draped the Shakespeare Theater. Yes, or like flew, well, flew out across the lake like a frisbee. Yeah, I'm imagining it's some, that's probably it, not what happened. Covering the whole of Mackinac Island. <laughs> I don't know where it landed. 
Well, you guys, if you are in Chicago for the holidays, I'm actually going because I'm going to be singing on New Year's Eve at Davenport's nightclub in Wicker Park. Um, would love to see you there. I'm going to be one of two guests. The hosts of the evening are three terrific singer-songwriter pianists in Chicago who are also very dear friends of ours. Um, Sherry Coons is, is, uh, this is really her night and she's going to be with Becky Menzi and Chuck Larkin, two of our other favorite people. And then I will be uh-huh. doing some tunes and as will Steve Wallum, who is also a friend of how much do we love? And also you may know him yeah. as Thor on nurse Jackie. Um, Fancy. I know he's hit it big. So I'm hoping that he's going to be wearing his scrubs. Oh, absolutely. Um, I had to giggle because Sherry made the, all of the, press flyers and everything for the show and it's like Sherry Coons, Becky Manzi, Chuck Larkin, special guest Steve Wallum, Thor on Nurse Jackie, Sarah Davis, co-host of How Much Do We Love? Oh, it's right up there with the Showtime It is totally like an Emmy award winning Showtime drama. It's pretty much the same. It's almost the same. It made me laugh. Um, So anyway, I would love to see you guys there. There are two sets. There's an eight o'clock and a 1030. And I, uh, I know, especially the 1030 is almost sold. So make reservations. I was just thinking I would enjoy an eight o'clock. I would enjoy like a early show and then like go to a party afterwards. I think that the eight o'clock would be where it's at. Yeah. Apparently the 1030 is ahead, but I think people go to dinner and then they go to the show and then afterwards Uh, there's like uh, a champagne, you know, toast or whatnot. And caviar drinks. It should be fun. This is why I had decided to learn the ukulele. Uh, Yes. Sadly, I How's that going? (laughs) Well, it's about where it was before, which is a little sad because I am slated to play the ukulele. So we're going to have well, to figure maybe that can be, out. You can t- maybe you can do a thing about New Year's resolutions and just look at the ukulele That's, longingly. Well, frankly, if there's going, I believe it's going to be more of a comedic presentation than an sure, actual the- musical performance. I might play some, uh, some 1451. That's good. Yeah, cabaret style. We'll see. So anyway, come see me and my awesome, talented pals at Davenport in Chicago. It's in Wicker Park on Milwaukee. And... Yeah, Milwaukee and Wood. Yeah. Uh, and that, it's enjoyable. I, I'm so sad I'm not going to be there. It's like tears me apart. It's going to be really strange to be in Chicago for a week and not have you there. I know. I know. Let's not think about it because it sort of makes me sad. Yeah, but, but here I am. Here you are. But yeah. you know what we should think about? What? How much we love chicken pot pie. Yes, as promised. As we promised. We will talk about comfort food. We will talk about the ultimate comfort, the ultimate comfort food, uh, chicken pot pie. How much do we love it? And really any pot pie. So if you enjoy a different vegetable pot pie or a pot pie of another variety. What other kinds of pot pies are there? I don't know. I was trying to be inclusive. I like that about you. Yeah. Although I feel like I've had some sort of like beef bourguignon kind of pie. Yeah. Let's talk about chicken pot pie for a second. Growing up, it was the, what was it, Swanson's? Swanson's. Who, who made the one like in the 70s? Yeah. And it took like 45 minutes in the oven. Remember? Yeah. It was a commitment to make a chicken pot pie. Now, I know that chicken pot pie is sometimes difficult for you because of your dislike of the pea. The pea. Well, and I, if, you'll find if you serve me a chicken pot pie, you will be uh, greeted with a plate of about 24 <laughs> peas in some white sauce. 
because that's all I'll leave behind. I will take your piece. I'm I'm there for the chicken. I'm there for the white sauce. I'm there for the carrots. Mm. I'm there for the delicious, delicious pastry. Now, I had this plan to make chicken pot pie, I, like, I don't know, two or three months ago, and I still haven't done it. And mm-hmm. I, it, it's actually Ina Garten's recipe, Barefoot Contessa, is supposed That's to be That's the one I want to make, too. Quintessential. And you make them individual ones in a sort of a large ramekin, according to Yum. her recipe. Yes. And it's pretty... Just, yeah, I feel like I even have watched that episode. If it's the one I'm thinking of, where she did it or some other cooking show I saw, where they were like almost almost like your Ikea bowls, but they were bake-proof bowls. And then it's just draped over the top. The Yes. So it looks so rustic and yummy. Oh, and creamy and bubbly. God, I love a chicken pot pie. Mm. So then when we brought this up recently, we were talking about the Harry and David catalog, and you said that Harry and David makes an amazing chicken pot pie. And I said, what? And Jungle Marge sent me one. Mind you, this was like four or five days before it appeared as one of Oprah's favorite things. Yes. Well, that was – an yeah, I had watched that whole – Harry and David had been doing pot pies for a while, but then Oprah had this whole thing where she was – for was it for like Chelsea Clinton's she was going someplace for like the inauguration or go she was someplace where she went to a local diner and found these women who make this oh, pot pie well the version I heard was she was somewhere like Martha's Vineyard or somewhere and these women who had been making this chicken this, it's not even a chicken pot pie it's a chicken pie apparently there's no yes. vegetables they knew where found out where she was staying like and they sent there was one. something about Gail and they sent her one and she fell in love with it, and she actually hooked them up for Harry and David to become distributors. That yes. is the story that I heard through my mom, and, who saw it on Oprah. So it may be. And I saw it on, I saw the same episode, and they and they uh, it's like a work program for um, special needs adults. Oh, I didn't even know that part of it. So there's that part of it. So that part, I have a special place in my heart. Yeah. My sister's flavored coffee, the Jumpy Monkey, is a similar program. I love that. Because my sister, who has special needs, she that's one of the things she does is her like work service is she packages flavored coffee that I'm addicted to. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I have not yet eaten this pie. You haven't? Oh, no, it's still in my it. freezer because it's a little hard. For the day I got it, well, first of all, it came frozen big in one. a big, huge cooler with dry ice, which is also a treat unto Very itself. Exciting. Why is dry ice so fun? Because it's science. It's totally science. And it's also kind of Macbeth. Yes. <laughs> right? It's a little bit of witches, you know. Enjoyable. Oh, yes. Well, if I get dry ice, rest assured, I put it in a bowl. Even if, like if no one's around, I will find a bowl yes. or in the sink and I'll add some water and just like let it and watch it be a cauldron for a while. Totally. Have to. That's what I'm saying. I feel a little bit like the witches in Macbeth. Um, so I haven't tried it yet, but apparently it's great, and you've had it. But what do you have? Other favorite chicken pot pies? Um, okay, I don't know if they still do it because I know the Andersonville location is gone. But Charlie's Ale House in Chicago used to have a delicious chicken pot pie, hmm. and theirs. They had taken, okay, it, I have these bowls. They're from Crate and Barrel. I call them the, my pasta bowls. They're called safari bowls. And it's like a, a, not a lot of, it's a, it's a big wide bowl mm-hmm. with a huge rim. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shallow. Kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. And you see them a lot of times in restaurants for like 
uh, a bowl of soup, but a lot of times it's for like a pasta dish. Mm -hmm. And that's how they served the chicken pot pie there. It had the chicken Mm -hmm. pot pie stuff. And then it was a huge square of like straight up Pepperidge Farm puff pastry. I have mixed feelings about the just putting a square of puff pastry on the top of it. It Even though it's delicious. Yeah. I still feel a little bit like it's cheating, but it's tough in a restaurant because otherwise, how do you do it? Yeah, and you don't get the the disadvantage of that is you don't get the bottom crust. The advantage is oh, the you get the puffy crust. crust rather than just the plain old pie crust. I do like the pie crust. So I had a crazy chicken pot pie, crazy craving, either before or after our last episode when I was obsessed with chicken pot pie. And a friend who I work with was like, you know, where they have a really good chicken pot pie down the street, Marie Callender's. Marie Callender's, it's a legendary chicken pot pie. Oh, my pie. God. So I went and got one. And it, available like, in your grocer's freezer, too, I believe. This was available hot from the old ladies oh. who run the Marie Callender's that I'd never been into, by the way. <laughs> um, it was a pie wonderland in there. And also old people <laughs> wonderland. Pie and old people. And everyone was moving very slowly. Um, and they had a salad bar. Um, mm, sneeze guard. S- right? It was a sneeze guard. <laughs> you can totally picture it, right? But I had called them like, do you have chicken pot pie to go? And they're like, oh, sure. Come on over. So I brought that back to my office. And I Is it a little oh. individual? I enjoy anything Yes, but frankly, it wasn't too. that little. And I ate all of it. It was so good. I was like, there's no way I can eat this. I'll have two meals out of it. And I couldn't stop eating it. It was so good. How I, was the pea ratio? There were peas. But I like the peas. Now, Trader Joe's has a new one. They have a frozen one, but they also have a new one in the refrigerator section that's like a big rectangular family-style one that looks really good. Mm -hmm. But it's so big that I haven't bought it. Yeah. The chicken pot pie. Do you guys have a favorite recipe? For me, it's I'm going to make the Ina one. I'm I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the Ina sans peas. And she just roasts bone-in chicken breasts on a cookie sheet. And That's how she does that. everything. I'm telling yeah. you right now, 75% of Ina's recipes, even like her coconut cupcakes, start with bone-in chicken breast <laughs> on a cookie sheet with olive oil and salt and pepper, roast for 40 minutes at 350. Where does that come into play with the coconut cupcakes? When you have a delicious salad afterwards. Okay, so it's not part of the recipe. No, but I feel like every <laughs> single one of her recipes starts with, it's a good here's way how to I make roast it. chicken breast. But, you know, yeah. if you were in a rush, you could just get a rotisserie chicken. Totally. I feel could. like it's kind of the sauce and the crust that make the chicken pot pie really good. It's not really the chicken. So I feel like yeah. you could you could easily, you, and frankly, frozen pie crust also, a good that is a pretty good product. Yeah. You know, and you get, now you can get it folded. Yeah. So you can put it in your own dish. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could go whole hog with the homemade but you also could probably make it just as good or just as well <laughs> if you got a rotisserie <laughs> chicken well both of those are actually acceptable yeah, they just mean two different things um if you used a rotisserie chicken and frozen pie crust i don't know all right if you guys have any chicken pot pie tips do you know of one that is pea free for rob frankly I'll just leave them out. Is it? See, I'll put more carrots in it. More carrots. Yeah, you could just leave them out on your own. Do you like yeah. the pearl onion? I like them okay. I like, I, a like I always, I yeah, a couple. Like when I make beef bourguignon, I always put some pearl pearl onion in there. Sometimes they're. I feel like a little like a little like um, cubed potato or squash might be a nice. Um, yeah, a little you know, potato. Have a, have a similar uh, texture to the potatoes mm-hmm. or to the carrots rather right 
just not peas. No, thank you. Well, I like the peas. What can I tell you? Delicious. I like them. Mm, I like peas. Mm, The frozen kind that kind of pop. Nope, that's Not why I don't like ones. them. It's the popping part. See, this the, the pea in the chicken pot pie is is uh, is to you as the raisin in the rice pudding is to me. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm gonna say. All right, so that's our first how much we love, and next we want to talk about our how much we love holiday cocktail contest entries. Yeah. You know we love cocktails. Some really good entries this we time. Did. So uh, it's our first just... annual holiday edition. Yeah, so let's let's just run through some of them, and then I think we can announce um, maybe a couple of winners. Okay, um, these are some of our our most favorites, the ones we're going to share with you guys. Um, we loved Jen's snotty toddy, mostly because it was called a snotty toddy. Snotty toddy, um, and it is delicioso. It uh, has some. My friend Sean calls this a hue when you just like make yourself up some like warm, delicious thing to make. And this is, uh, we're going to start off with, uh, where's the recipe part? We're going to start with some strongly brewed peppermint tea, two bags, suckas, she says, as much whiskey as you can stand. Come on. Well, right. But, and yeah. mind you, she said she came up with this because she had a really, really terrible head cold and she wanted a hot toddy, but she didn't want to make it the normal way. She normally makes it with coffee. That's which, not, is which is interesting. It's interesting because she didn't want the caffeine. But isn't it normally with tea? A hot toddy? Yeah, I think it I is. I think it is. Well, this well, is her version, uh, so continue. So pep, some peppermint teas, um, some whiskey, local honey, if possible. I like that. And mm-hmm. I also like the little hint that she gave us that local honey is not just to support the f- local beekeepers but also um helps you fight your allergies a little more specifically yeah you're supposed to have local honey to help and she prefers a squirt of lemon from the plastic lemon because she never has lemons in the house so she does not live in california she doesn't live at my house where we i always have lemons (laughs) (laughs) but i think that sounds pretty awesome and she also likes to put it in her 70s green coffee mug which she sent a picture of which is awesome as a touch of fancy it's an awesome mug it's got it's a it's a footed footed Footed. so jen that sounds delicious the snotty toddy i love any kind of toddy frankly yeah and also it's a good name yeah i i just had one the other day that had a little bit of lemongrass and eucalyptus infusion type thing fancy. going on with it yeah it was a fancy toddy it could have been called fancy schmancy toddy all right the next we have two drinks from a married couple one from each love it i love from, it from amy and jerry um amy's sounds delicious and clearly uh she knows what we like yeah um start off to one to one and a half ounces of gin you could use vodka, but I think the gin is mm-hmm. the is the way to go for this. Most of a can, then of sparkling pomegranate Izzy from a can. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And a squeeze of lime. Yes. Then, here's where, this is so delicious to me. Float a half a can of Sophia Blanc de Blanc on top. Remember, Garnet. you guys, that's the like juice box champagne in the God. cute little pink tiny cans that come with a telescoping straw. Well, then you'd already have a straw for this delicious drink. And then garnish with lime. And then it also says serve to Buddha, which because when Amy sent in the picture of the cocktail, she clearly put it on like a, 
uh, table in her hallway that has a gorgeous little statue of Buddha. So uh, I'm so fizzy, she's calling it's it. It's called the so fizzy because of the Sophia. And the Izzy. Right. And it is so fizzy. So we will put all of these recipes that will go up on the website with their pictures. Oh, that sounds good. Delicious. And then we have from that Jerry. Like a nice warm up for the New Year's Eve. Don't you feel like that's kind of yes. like festive? Yes, because the pomegranate is very seasonal. Mm. Enjoyable. Right. And then the next one was from Jerry, and this is called a Groucho, which is essentially a Negroni with tequila substituted for bourbon. Um, so it's uh, one and a half ounces of tequila. One ounce of Campari, an ounce of sweet vermouth, and an orange twist. And you put it in uh, on the rocks in an old-fashioned glass. Delicious. Now, I have mixed feelings about Campari, but I know that your dog loves the Campari, right? Uh, he would love this. Doesn't he that loves, sound good? He loves Campari. And we've actually been, uh, you know, tequila is kind of all the rage right now. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of places you're going, you're getting uh, a lot of, like, tequila centered drinks this sounds delicious to me when he did specify it should be 100 agave silver tequila all right right hornitos is the brand that jerry likes to use yes and he sent us a picture also in front of a buddha there you have it (laughs) which was our clue that they live in the same house um all right next we had a couple of drinks from luciana who is from the dc area my area. Yes. She she was uh, wishing me luck with my statue statue phobias. Yes. Now this first one, I'm going. Well, both of these, I think I'm going to try. Uh, I love this. I love this first one, and and this almost pushed it into semi finalist territory mm-hmm. for me. Well, these it's are a, all the semi finalists. This, right. I mean, like runner up Re- like, territory. Um, the grown up nog latte. It sounds so good to me. Pour an ounce or two of Kahlua into a mug and then top it off with about a cup of nog. Uh, she likes to use silk nog. She prefers hers cold, but not over ice. I think she. I think she's a vegan, which is why she uses silk nog. I know. I know her from the she follows nog. us on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about the eggnog, but I can appreciate it, but I don't choose it. Mm. But I feel I, like Kahlua is perfect with it. I I'm not a vegan, so I would do like full, full nog. on nog. I would maybe even just to add more touches of fancy. I might shake this in a in a shaker to try to get it frothed yeah. up a little bit and give me a little fresh nutmeg on top. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. Delicious. And uh, her second recipe that she gave us is the spiked caramel apple, and that's a I love this. I love a two ingredient drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mug of hot spiced apple cider with a touch of cinnamon, spiked with a shot of butterscotch schnapps. Yes, please. Now that is extremely similar to uh, Laura from the Smith's Occasional Podcast, who we love. She sent in her recipe, which was hot apple cider with a splash of bourbon. Delicious. So similar family. Delicious. I like that. And those are, these those are the kind of drinks you can have. Like that that would be fun to set up if you had like your holiday set up for mm-hmm. uh, bars. But that's also easy breezy if you're just having like movie night, right? Or, or just watching TV. <laughs> exactly. And then we have another one for this category, which comes from Melissa, and she sent in two festive entries. Festive entry number one is your favorite hot chocolate. Even the lowly Swiss Miss will work. Plus a shot of hot damn schnapps, which is a cinnamon schnapps, I believe, right? 
Now, I've had an unfortunate incident with hot damn schnapps in uh, mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. circa 94. So uh, <laughs> I, would, I would steer clear of that. But it is very similar to one that I serve at holiday parties where I, and it's the only time I ever buy it, Malibu rum. Oh, dear. Which is the coconut rum. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> You're familiar. Maybe you had a college experience I may have, with Malibu. Yeah, high school, yes. Yeah, Mal- or, Malibu or, orange, yes. Well, I would do, and this is how I would, I would do full on Swiss Miss and like do the packet in the bottom of the mug, then a shot of the Malibu and stir it up to dissolve the hot chocolate and then top it off with hot water. And it tastes like German hot chocolate water. cake. It seems like it would be like a Mounds bar. Yeah, or a little bit like a Mounds bar. You know Delicious. who would like that a lot is Jungle March. It's easy, too. And you can use your Izzy, Izzy um, whipped cream oh, gun and maybe squirt gun. a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. And then she What's had Melissa's a, other entry. It was festive entry number two, which was the ginger palm. This is a recipe from Nigella Lawson. We love Nigella Lawson. Um, yeah. And she said it's equally tasty, sans liqueur, for the teetotalers at your party or the poor pregnant lady in need of a fancy drink. <laughs> and always have a poor pregnant lady. Like, oh, I wish I could have the fancy drink too. Well, here's one for her. And it's one part pomme liqueur, which was the subject of a previous topic. Two parts pomegranate juice. Pomegranate juice, also a previous topic. Two parts ginger ale. And for a touch of fancy, garnish with lime slices. That sounds similar to one of our winning drinks from the first year. Love Remember, it. which was Pama and... Some it was Pama and um, Pomegranate Izzy, I think, together. I think it was. So we, that's they combo we enjoy. They were from Bjorn. Yep. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was from Bjorn. Even. I think it was. Way back but in the day. So then. these were all of our, our runners up. So you guys, thank you for sending those in. And now we want to talk about the two ones that we have decided are our winners. And they have Wait. something in common. Oh, go ahead. Well, go that's on. what I was going to oh. say. Uh, they also kind of introduce... Uh, a, a new whole topic that I would love to explore more of. Yes. How much do we love drinks for a crowd or a punch bowl? Yes. Or, yeah, or a, 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 a crock pot. Big batch. <laughs> yes. Big booze batch. So, first up, we've got the hot mint malt from Andrea. Now, I made this. I had a cookie swap, which we're also going to talk about um, this last weekend. And I made these two, these two entries, which were both. Um, party drinks and they were both enormous hits so we wanted to tell you about them and this is from andrea so congratulations andrea you are winner number one the hot mint malt is you take a crock pot now this kind of sounds like a bunch of kind of weird sort of trashy ingredients and yet somehow together they form a delicious delicious beverage it's in a crock pot you put milk you put malted milk powder like ovaltine um, mm. So, you know, like a chocolate malted powder, a little bit of vanilla, and you also dump in some peppermint patties. Like plain old like York, York peppermint, peppermint patties. patties. Yes, it's got it. So the I doubled <laughs> this, but the regular size recipe is four peppermint patties, the big size or eight small, five cups of milk, half a cup of Ovaltine and some vanilla extract. You put it in a slow cooker and you just let it sit there for a couple of hours. And then when you serve it. You put it in, in our case, cute little glass coffee mugs, and you add a shot of Bailey's. Mm. And then I taught, I had, this was a very How Much Do We Love party. I used a lot of all of our favorite things. And then I used my, you know, whipped cream dispenser 
Mm-hmm. And to top it, and then I, as for a touch of fancy, she recommends whipped cream and candy canes or extra peppermint patties as garnish. But what I used was, do you remember the shaker of delight that yes. Terry and Rob little, from Toronto send me, sent me? The little grinder? Yes, yes. It's like, it looks like a salt grinder, but inside it has chocolate and sugar and cinnamon. Cinnamon, yes. So I sprinkled that on top. So it, mm. on its own, it's delicious, but it's very sweet. And you think, this is a little too sweet. But then you put the Baileys in. It was a huge winner. Huge winner. Delicious. Sounds delicious. Also good because you could have the non-booze version. Yes. And then she said on the second or third round, they just dumped the bottle in. But first they started serving it on the side so people could add their own Baileys. Sure. Um, but we only had one batch of it. So, But I, everybody, we went through a couple of bottles of Baileys. So clearly it was a big hit. So Andrea, congratulations. Hot Mint Malt. It's a winner. Love it. And then our next winner is comes from nan and it is uh christmas sangria punch now delicious first of all how much we love something served in a punch bowl love it kind of its own topic at the same time as me telling this recipe i went and got a punch bowl the super cute sort of retro 70s ones with a foot and little flowers on it and um this is essentially like a white sangria but it has mulling spices in it so it's Mm -hmm. a little christmassy and mm-hmm. so the night before, you take, um, you slice up apples and pears, and you put them in a pitcher with some dry white wine and some triple sec, and some mulling spices okay. and some vanilla and some nutmeg. Now I will tell you, at this point, it does not taste good. Well, you don't like the orange. You couldn't really of taste like- the orange. In fact, I was tempted to add more. It was just so dry because it was very dry wine, mm-hmm. and the, none of the sugar from the fruit had come out yet. Do you and remember what just- kind of wine you used? something cheap from trader joe's okay but i don't remember which one but i figured i didn't need to go super fancy because it was yeah, going into a you're adding all this stuff yeah. yeah um something that was a step above two buck chuck but not that many more Got steps but it's sure. it said specifically dry white wine so i made and i made a lot of it because i was having a party for about 25 people which is kind of a lot of people and i really yeah. had no idea how much to make so i made about four bottles of wines worth in a couple of pictures now the next morning it had already transformed a bit and I was a little more confident about it. But meanwhile, also the night before, you make an ice ring. I used a bundt cake pan. Um, so it was it. super kitschy. And you, in, the, in, in your ice ring mold or your bundt cake pan, you put it's apple juice and orange juice and a little bit of vanilla. So it kind of tastes a little bit like a creamsicle. So the next day, you put your ice ring in the punch bowl. You dump in all the wine and the fruit. If you need to, you can add a little apple juice for sweetness. And I just added a little bit, but it was pretty sweet. And then you dump in champagne. Love it. And it kind of fizzed up. It looked so pretty. And then That's awesome. It was so pretty. And then we ser- I served it in little um, glasses with over ice and garnished with her suggestion, which was um, sh- frozen sugared cranberries. The picture is gorgeous. It was so pretty. It was delicious. She just said frozen cranberries. I rolled them in sugar and then froze them for extra fancy. That's um, very nice. It was, it was a little dangerous because it was so punchy tasting that I felt mm-hmm. I needed to warn people that it was, in fact, 100% booze. Right. That, that's the kind of problem. That's when you get into trouble, right? When you have now you. served people seven glasses of wine and they don't they think it's juice so this was a huge winner i had so many people asking me for the recipe for both of them thank you so much for sending them you guys i was a little nervous the night before because i was like what if these are terrible and i am now banking on them for my party but i trusted our listeners 
yes. to send us amazing recipes. We will put all of these on the website and on the um, How Much Do We Love Facebook page with all of the pictures. And uh, Nan and Andrea, we are going to be sending you each a copy of the Baked Cookbook, which we Yay. talked about a couple of episodes ago. So um, you, I will email you guys to get your addresses, and hopefully you will make lots of festive vintage-style desserts. Love it. So that was exciting. Very exciting. I, I'm dying to try the sangria punch, especially. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on it. I took, I took Sarah's word for it with the judging on this one and the picture I was sold. And there's not an ingredient in there that I. Now she, uh, the recipe says orange liqueur, and you did triple sec. Yes. Okay. But any any kind of orange liqueur, right? It's triple yeah, sec, like Cointreau, Grand Marnier. Okay. But, you know, I once Very, again, I was going for volume, so mine was kind of a cheap triple sec. Totally. But that's what you want. And it, like, you've got all these other lovely touches of fancy. Yeah. I think that's great. It's And that's fast. really the only sweetness added, you know? Yeah. Nothing else is Super sweet. And cinnamon, I, nutmeg. Mulling, mulling spices. Yeah, I had a little bit of a mulling spices crisis. So spices crisis. Mm-hmm. That's also one of my favorite bands. And I, the night before, was having a hard time finding mulling spices. But at the last minute, I located them, despite mm. no help from everyone who worked at the new Safeway. Just saying. Uh-huh. I was having a little bit of a panic attack. Were they already like pre cheesecloth, or did you? No, have to I cheesecloth. Okay. And she had recommended putting them in cheesecloth, so that you yeah. could take them out as a cinnamon stick too. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Hot mint malt, Christmas sangria punch. And we want to thank everybody who sent in entries. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, We will be making all of these throughout the holiday season, and we will put them all on the website so you can make them as well for your parties and for your guests and yourself. It's it's never too late to share things with us that you guys love. Um, We love checking out um, everything on the Facebook page. So if you've got some more holiday uh, drink suggestions, Appetizers, on the page. excellent. Um, now, cookies. W- oh, cookies. So that's sort of our last topic is how much do we love a cookie swap? Love it. Now, this one is very casual. I had said, everybody bring some cookies. And then I provided some of those sort of Gladware-esque containers, you know? Perfect. So that everybody could pack up some cookies and take them home. There were so many cookies. Oh, my God. I think I sent you a picture of the table. That wasn't even all yeah. of them. There were Amazing. dozens and dozens. Some people brought like four kinds of cookies. And they were amazing. But I love that idea because then everybody wins. You know, you can make one or two kinds. You get to go home with a big assortment of all different kinds of cookies. And also people just ate so many cookies that night. I was, every time I would walk by and someone would just be trying one of every cookie. It was awesome. What's good, to, it, what's good about a cookie walk or a, we call them walks when I, when, when I grew up. That sounds very uh, because- Iowa. Well, because they were always done in your church. It was it was called the cookie walk. And what you would do then is like each church lady or family would bring one kind of cookie. And then what you would do as you walked in, you would make a donation to whatever the charity was to purchase whatever size Tupperware you were going to take out. Oh, I like that. So then you then it was a walk. So you just walked around and kind of like shopped like you would for groceries mm-hmm. until your container was full. I love that. So it was called cookie walk um but doug doug has stories because his best friend jill um her mom used to have a big cookie swap at their house and um 
Emily, who listens to our show, who mm-hmm. lives here in D.C., um, they were just reminiscing the other night when Emily was over here. She's like, oh, do you remember when they would be getting ready for the cookie swap? And, like, you know, they'd be high school kids there, and they'd, like, go into the living room. And it's all set up for the big cookie swap the next day. Well, so I think um, some people are very, like, structured and fancy about it. Because Very a fancy. friend of mine was saying, she said, oh, I had to make cookies for this cookie swap. It was the first time I've done one. I was required to bring 11 dozen cookies. Oh, my. 10 for the swap and one dozen for the display table. And she actually won a prize for best display. Oh. We didn't that's have any of that. Fancy. That's very well, fancy. That's super. Your team is like the right idea. Because I think to me, the point is like, I'm going to spend one afternoon making cookies but I'm going to kind of get it out of my system in that I get to eat a bunch of different kinds right. and I get to have on hand a bunch of different kinds. And you get kinds. to take a bunch home. Yeah. But totally. God, we had so many cookies left over. We gave them all away. Um, just the next day we're like, take them, everybody. But I wanted to finish by saying one of my favorite items on the cookie swap table was not actually a cookie, but it was a homemade marshmallow. Yum. And now I'm obsessed with I'm going to make them. I was going to make them tonight, but I thought I had corn syrup and I don't. But I'm complete. Have you guys made homemade marshmallows? It's going to put my stand mixer to good use because yes. you have to mix it for like 15, 12 minutes or something. And get ready for the sticky. But they're, he said they were very simple to make. And these were peppermint and they, they were beautiful, first of all. You know, they were beautiful cubes and he had edged one, dipped one side of them in like a red sanding sugar. Oh, uh huh. They were so f- touch of fancy, but the texture was so pillowy and soft and um. succulent. A total step up from the jet puff, yeah, or whatever those are called, stay puff. Whatever those are called, stay puff. Jet dry. The jet dry. (laughs) (laughs) Different. Different. Those guys. You know. Um. So I can't wait to make them. What other flavors do you think would be good? I was thinking lemon. Ina has a recipe for coconut marshmallows. I know, and I think that there's a recipe in the baked cookbook for some marshmallows. Um, I've definitely seen where, as the touch of fancy, you did. Dip one side in uh, melted milk chocolate. Yes, that would be delicious. Well, I'm yeah. totally going to make them. And I feel like then you put a few in a cute little cellophane bag as a little just hostess gift. Wouldn't With white good? trash Iowa cocoa mix that I always give people. Yes, oh, that would be a perfect accompaniment. Because mm-hmm. right? then it would be like total trash with a total a touch fancy. of fancy classiness, Just like my life. Exactly, that's Rob Lindley in a Perfect. nutshell in a cellophane bag <laughs> with a bow. Well, I love it. Yep. If you guys made marshmallows, you should try it. Um, I have the recipe that my friend Bob made, so I will post those this week on the Facebook page as well. Post that recipe. Um, I'm excited. It looks pretty simple, although kind of sticky. Very fancy. So we I, should recap, huh? We should recap. Well, um, I first of all, I love Washington D.C. That's a how much do we love, uh, w- you know, fun thing. And and as much as I love it, um, I am not going to be in Chicago while Sarah's there doing a show at Davenport's, which you should all go to. And tell um, me if you do come, come say hi or shoot me yeah, an email or something. Of course, they should say hi. Fancy Sarah Davis. I'm not they that should- fancy. Well, you, you're you singing alongside of Nurse Jackie's Thor. I know. Well, he's no co-host of How Much Do We Love, that's for sure. That is for certain. But I will tell you guys, you may know him as Nurse Jackie's Thor, but he's an amazing singer. 
I think I say I know him as we just know him as Steve. Favorite, my favorite tenor in the world. It's an amazing okay. voice. He's also just okay. hilarious. And Sherry, Chuck, and Becky are crazy super talent. It's going to be mostly original music by them. So, Genius. anyway, blah blah oh, blah. Anyway, uh, we love chicken pot pie. Oh, we do. We like pot pies. Mm, I want we one do. now. And- and we want to thank everybody who entered the cocktail contest and a uh, special congratulations to Nan for uh, the champagne Christmas sangria and uh, to Andrea. Yes. I often lost my Andrea. notes. Andrea for the malted hot milk, mint malt, hot mint melt, delicious crock pot extravaganza. I don't think I've ever bought Ovaltine until Thursday. I was surprised that you went from um, Ovaltine. I think I would have probably done like the traditional malted milk powder, but I like that she used Ovaltine. I, you know, I don't think I've ever bought malted milk powder ever. We just never had that at my house. So I was like, oh, she says Ovaltine. I'll get Ovaltine. I was sure to drink my Ovaltine. That's what oh, I knew about Ovaltine. Totally. It's like the Christmas story. Yeah. That's really all I ever knew about Ovaltine. I have yeah. a lot of peppermint patties left over. And so congratulations <laughs> to those two. We'll be getting your prizes out to you. We love um, a party drink. Yeah. A large we're, batch we're, party We're going to have drink. to talk more about this because the last time I was at the Violet Hour, I got a punch bowl and I'm sold. Mm. sold. I want to order punch bowls everywhere I go now. Uh, we love a cookie swap. And we love homemade marshmallows. Excellent. So we'll hope, try to be back soon with another episode because we have a big long list of stuff to talk about. No, we can't. Um, we can't even get through them all. No. But um, yeah, we hope you guys are having a really uh, warm and festive holiday season thus far. And uh, keep us posted with what you're doing, what you're making, what you're giving people as gifts, because we wanna we wanna steal your ideas. Yes. Oh, and one last thing. Speaking of gifts, don't forget you can go to howmuchdoelove.com/store and see. Uh, easy links to purchase some of the stuff we've talked about on the show from Amazon. Um, I'm continually updating it. I realized today there were some old links, but that way you can get the whipped cream machine and soda streams and um, different Christmas CDs we've talked about all in one handy place. So come do some shopping there. With yes. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on how much do we love? Bye everybody. Bye.